guys, welcome to day five of Podmas for the Autism Mommy podcast. This is your girl, Steffi Kiss. If you don't know, if this is your first time tuning in, I will be releasing a mini episode every day leading up until Christmas, where I will give you a sneak peek of topics that you can expect to hear on the upcoming Autism Mommy podcast. And today I wanted to talk about working full time as a mother. Let me tell you, I have experienced both being a stay-at-home mom and a full-time working mom. And I'm here to tell you that they are both hard as fuck. I worked full-time from the time Ethan was nine months old up until just after his 11th birthday. And while, yes, I truly did not have a choice in the matter as a single mom living in New York City, I always felt a pang of mom guilt associated with it. I was always torn between being home with my special needs child and making money so he never had to want for anything. I was extremely lucky to have a great support system early on and through most of his elementary school years. I had my tribe, which I preach about cultivating all the time. My mom would help me put him on the bus in the morning or my sister would be watching him after school until I got home. And that was a massive help for years. But once life took those privileges away from me, I saw what it was to be a mom who had to do it all alone. And whoa, that was the most trying time of my life. For about two years, up until the pandemic, I did it all mostly alone. His father was and is around, but his work schedule was very limiting in when and how he could be around. I'm going to give you a quick synopsis of what my day looked as a single mom who worked full-time. I would wake up at 6 a.m., shower, brush my teeth, do my hair, do my makeup, get ready. I would make breakfast for Ethan. I would then wake Ethan up, get him ready, which meant supervising his shower or showering him, brushing his teeth or showing him how to brush his teeth, you know, lotioning him up, getting him dressed, and then have him eat breakfast. By 7.30, we would start walking to his school, which was about a 10-minute walk away from our house, 10 to 15. It was uphill. Sometimes he gave me some problems. Like, you know how it is. Hopefully, by 7.30, we was out the house. His school did not allow for an early drop-off. They literally said school starts at 8. That is when you can drop off your child. So Ethan and I would literally be sitting on the steps inside the school. The security guards knew me already. They knew Stephanie and Ethan were going to be the first ones here. And we would wait there and I would watch my phone, watch my clock until it said eight o'clock and I would run out those doors because Stephanie was actually supposed to be at work at 830. Stephanie lived in the Bronx and worked on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, which is an hour, hour and a half commute on a good day. So once eight o'clock hit, I ran out that door and ran to the train station, which was about a 10 to 15 minute walk to catch the train by 8.15 so that I could possibly be at work by nine o'clock. Now I was able to talk to my boss and let him know, listen, I literally cannot get here. There's no way I can get here before nine o'clock. Luckily, he was okay with that. By the grace of God, he was okay with that. I would then work 
a full shift as a surgical coordinator on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. And if you need any context of what that clientele or patient base looked like, think of the gossip girl uppity white people who are privileged and have mad money. (laughs) That was my clientele. So you already know my patients was tested, tested day in and day out. To leave then at five o'clock on a good day, because if we were running late, if the patients were late, if I had to book a surgery late, or if there was a last minute case that I had to get on the schedule for the next day, then I would stay later. I just had to. But on a good day, I would leave at five o'clock to take the train back uptown, which always takes longer coming back home for whatever reason, especially if there was a fucking Yankee game. Sorry to all my Yankee fans out there. I'm from the Bronx and I hate them just off the strength that they would fuck up my commute going home whenever there was a game. But anyways, I digress. I would take the train uptown to try to make it to my babysitter's house by 6.30 the latest. Sometimes I would get there earlier if it was a good day, if I caught all the trains on time, if there wasn't any delays on the train, whatever have you. But my goal was to get pick him up by 6.30 because then we still had to walk back home, which we would probably get home by 6.45, 7 o'clock. By 7 o'clock, we then had to do homework. I had to figure out what was for dinner and try to have him in bed by 9. I would maybe have an hour to myself because the way I require eight hours of sleep every day, I had to be in bed by 10. If I wasn't in bed by 10, I was cranky and... I usually wasn't in bed by 10. So I was cranky a lot of the time for those two years. I'm sorry to all of my friends, to all of my family. Um, I'm not sorry to my ex that I was dealing with at that time, but that's another story for another time. Um, But I was a cranky bitch for sure. To then do it all again the next day at 6 a.m. It was a lot. And my one and only solace would be the blunt I would smoke before bed which I almost always needed because I was also in an emotionally draining relationship. But again, more on that on another episode. So moms who work full-time, I feel your pain. I really, truly, 100% do. But I'm gonna give you some tips right now. And can you guess what the first one is gonna be? I'll give you a hint. I talk about it all the time. That's right. Build your tribe. Find help. It takes a village to raise a kid and you can't always do it alone. I I can't say this enough. You need help. I think the biggest disservice we do to our children is acting like we can do it all alone. And sometimes family situations, co-parenting situations, they just don't allow for you to build a tribe. But guess what? You can make your own family. You can have your own chosen family. You can, you know, if you have friends who really truly care about you, if you make friends who really truly care about you, find people who who can support you, who can help you, who can provide something, do it. Do it. Secondly, take care of yourself. Self-care. You cannot pour from an empty cup. <laughs> I feel like I say this all the time, but you literally cannot pour from an empty cup. You know that babysitter that I know you have because you work full time. How about you break them off with a little bit of money extra 
maybe once or twice a month. So you can maybe go out after work, let loose, go to happy hour, take yourself out on a date, go out on an actual date, go to the movies, go for drinks, go to the museum, go to the gym if you want, whatever have you, take a class, do something for yourself and don't feel bad about it. Third, talk to your employer. Talk to them like I did. Let them know your circumstances. And if they cannot accommodate you, find an employer who can. Because I promise you, if you're not giving 100% because you're stressed, because you're doing this, you're doing that, you're trying to get here, you're trying to get there, and you just can't do it, they will let you go without any hesitation. So communicate with your employer what your limitations are, what you're able to do, come up with a plan. Maybe if you have to come in a little bit later, you work a little bit later, whatever have you, speak to your employer and put everything on the table up front. And remember, you can be a great mom with an amazing career as long as there is balance. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Podmas Day 5. And always remember, bitch, you doing a good job, bitch, you doing a good job, bitch, you doing a good job, bitch, you doing a good job.